trigger warning. Content discussed in this episode may be inappropriate and or triggering for some listeners. Topics may include violence, death, child loss, sexual assault, abuse, pregnancy loss, abortion, miscarriage, and other things that might be upsetting. At the top, I want to let folks know that in this episode, I accidentally called Jamie's mom, Jenny, and her name is Jeannie. I don't know why I did that wrong, and I'm very sorry. We appreciate everyone listening this week. We know it's been another week of awful gun violence in America, and I don't know what else to say. Except that, I guess. We also want to say, fuck Ted Cruz. All right, so we're going. This is Kate, and that's Jackie. Um, So I'm going to start this week, right, Jackie? Yes. And I'm starting with the murder of Jamie Stice. Jamie Stice is... Do you know her? No, I don't. I don't know Jamie Stice, but I have some connections to some people that know her especially according to Facebook. So what's your connection to? We'll get to it. Okay. Okay. So Jamie Stice, one connection is she lives in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which as you know, I went to WKU in Bowling Green. Um, The Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers. Good job. That's the mascot. She was 21 years old when she was murdered and she was pregnant and pretty far along in her pregnancy i think at least 31 or 32 weeks along so how many months is that eight months i'm trying to 30 divided by four don't eight. know can't it, eight seems right i think which it's is a good reminder eight. because pregnancy is 10 months right and it's like, why is everything in our culture say it's nine months? It's 10 months. It's 40 weeks. Okay. My so, pregnancies felt like they were a year. Well, mine didn't. They felt exactly like they were 10 months. So she's like eight months along and um, she's having a hard time. So let me tell you about Jamie. She's from Bowling Green. She grew up in Bowling Green, Warren County. She m- becomes pregnant when she's 21 years old with a guy that she's dating who's named James Reynolds, but I think he goes by JJ. James is a little bit older. I saw differing. How much not older? a whole lot older. <laughs> not like the situation we've had before and not where Devana, your mom, would become violent toward him. Actually, he really got along well with Jamie's mom, whose name is Jenny. How long did they date? Have I don't know together? how long they dated, but it couldn't have been that long because he actually had been married before they did. He was 23 or 24. I think he was 24. He had been married prior to dating Jamie and he already had a child prior to meeting Jamie. So was he divorced? He was divorced. Okay. Yeah. So they started dating. She got pregnant and um things were going okay like it wasn't a situation like we've had in the past where the partner was immediately like angry or upset so um i do think though as they continued to date and as her pregnancy continued he started to feel pressure about 
being a dad to another parent and there is in some of the stories where I saw there are some examples where she like points out things that she wants to get for the baby and he's like no like he can use hand-me-downs like we can't afford it like that's not realistic and sort of like this idea that she sort of had a, a little bit of a maybe an unrealistic uh like vision for what their life could be like and Jamie definitely was didn't come from a lot of money so she lived with her mom, um, Jenny, and her mom's either boyfriend or husband named Mike. Her parents had gotten divorced when she was just two years old. And uh, she has one brother, Eric. And I actually think that her mom had lost a child previously, like had lost like a SIDS situation. Um, Which did you see that they like just pinpointed the cause of SIDS? I I saw that, but I think some of the issues with that, it doesn't explain the racial disparities. Associated and, with SIDS? Yes. Anyways, we won't get into it. But it's it was a very anxiety-producing uh, situation. When my kids were small, I was so fearful of SIDS, especially with Miles. That And mind you, I was a young parent that I would he would sleep and I would be holding him mm -hmm. and we would be laying down. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he would get like a good rhythm, like yeah. I'd wake him up. Oh my like, God. Wake up. <laughs> what? Wake up. <laughs> you would wake him up? Yeah. That's wild. We did it for, I did it a lot. To have a sleeping baby <laughs> and wake up the baby. But I get it because you're so scared. so scared. And you can't help it. It's scary. So I think that um, Jamie's mom, Jenny, had already lost a child. But she did have a brother named Eric. And she, like I said, Jamie lived with her mom and her stepdad. But um, her, you know, I think because she was young, a lot of her friends were not in the same situation she was in. She had a friend that was interviewed for one of the stories. How old was she? She was 21. She might okay. have been 20 when she was pregnant. So, like, there are obviously lots of folks that are pregnant at that age. But I think in her friend group, it was pretty isolating. So, she was feeling left out and feeling isolated. I also think that she didn't work. I don't think that, um, like, her... Uh, Jackie, you're distracting me with all of your doodads. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I thought I was turning. This is a serious off. podcast. There we go. So Sorry. she, um, I think, was feeling alone, and she started getting on Facebook, which, like all of us, do that. We get on social media, and but when you're feeling alone or lonely, and you get on social media, what happens? Does it make you feel better? No. Exactly. It makes you feel so much worse because you see other people doing fun things. And you feel like, I mean, it's all a performance. So, like, I think that was impacting Jamie's, like, mental status. So, she was feeling very alone. On top of that, she started to feel, I think, like Jason, excuse me, James was withdrawing a little bit. Like, wasn't as enthusiastic. Yeah, JJ. Wasn't as enthusiastic about the baby coming as she was. Like, I think she started to feel more scared and alone. And he got laid off or he lost his job. I think Scary. also her mom and her stepdad lost their jobs. Oh, shoot. So, like, they are in a very desperate situation. Or not very desperate, but, like, they're, on, they're in, a, in a bad way. So, um, she meets someone on Facebook 
who reaches out to her introduces themselves via facebook messenger and says like hi my name is um kathy i actually work for they say a company but you're like it would have been a nonprofit, i think but a company that helps uh like pregnant people get on their feet and like supports pregnant people we can help with rent assistance we can help with rides like i can bring you like clothes and baby stuff and you know how expensive baby stuff is too good to be true yeah there you go there you go so and her friend which like i mean hindsight's twenty twenty. her friend in the special is like i was skeptical from the jump like she just rubbed me the wrong way i mm-hmm. got the like heebie-jeebies from her so she um says though here's how she gets them she says that she's cousins with a friend of theirs or friends with a cousin of theirs and they check jenny and jamie who are very close like check with this friend or cousin and they're like oh yeah she's kind of weird but she's like she's a good person they're like oh okay great like we really need some help so kathy coy lives in morgantown which is in butler kentucky which i think is about 30 minutes and also feels like a sad place I don't know if I should characterize a place I've never been before, but based on their Wikipedia page, it's a bummer. Is it a small? Oh, it's very small. What do you small. think it's, what, what makes it sad? Well, it was said on their Wikipedia page that sometime recently they were like the 16th poorest place in the United States. Wow. And you're like. And I bet their state rep is probably. Not great. We should Wanting to. Do lots of things to support poor people? Um, yeah. <laughs> I bet he's, you know, supporting lots a of... A minimum of income. What's that called? Minimum? Legis- um, minimum universal income. Universal income. Not trying rate. to slash public assistance yeah. and Medicaid. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Kathy drives up. She, like, brings pregnancy magazines and, like different things for jamie and you have to remember like jamie's been stuck at home like god we all know from covid how awful that is but she's like stuck at home alone and so now she has like a new friend and guess what kathy's pregnant who's got too. money yeah who's got resources she has a new friend who kathy's can, pregnant kathy's pregnant too so they have this thing in common and is uh, kathy really pregnant i'm i'm getting so skeptical skeptical like i'm imagining she's got a pillow underneath her dress do you remember that time that everyone accused beyonce of being fake pregnant oh my god the queen and they accused her of fake singing do you remember that it's haters yeah it is haters and like haters two chains said you know some people i can see him hating with the door closed oh my god what a philosopher i love two chains i do too I did too. Not um, one chain, two chains. One time my husband had um, surgery to get a tooth out of his mouth because he still had, he had to have some dental stuff done and they had to attach the tooth to the other teeth and they attached the tooth with two little gold chains and when he woke up from his surgery, he like opens his eyes and he looks at me and he says, I got two chains. Mike. Isn't that special? If we, if, this is that's so wonderful it's special and the fact that you haven't continued to call him two chains to this day i mean i think that's something you have to earn 
I don't think you get to just Clearly. be. Okay. So anyways, where were we? So Kathy's pregnant too. Kathy is pregnant and. Allegedly. Yes. Jamie has this new friend and they're doing all these things together. And not only are they doing things together, but like Jamie, I think Jamie and her mom are so close that by just like default, Jenny is becoming friends with um, Kathy too. So Kathy, you know, like just to sort of like, again, remind folks like Facebook at this time is really her only sort of not her only, but she's feeling very isolated. So like it's very much an outlet for her and it's a way for her to connect with people. So she's posting. I really think that's a lot. That's for a lot of people, especially oh, in yeah. smaller towns. Absolutely. When you don't have a car or you don't have a phone. Yeah. Or that can be your only connection connection yeah and it's 2011 so there's probably not other like facebook is probably kind of it i mean there was myspace and myspace does not nearly get the respect that it deserves i don't think that myspace was around in 2011 yes it was yes myspace was before facebook Uh, that's what i'm saying myspace was like no you need to get it right page my myspace page was lit what were your songs lit do you remember Mm mm-hmm I had a picture of Amy Winehouse on there because I was edgy, but still, you know, because, you know, it represented me. I had to represent myself in just a couple pictures and like a clip of a song. So and so I'm edgy, but I'm still cool. And but sexy. I'm up to date. And come on now. Of course, I'm sexy. I had um, Ryan Adams come pick me up like a little bit of that was playing like a picture of Amy Winehouse and then you know like me like I'm a little trashy but I'm real sexy and smart and oh MySpace does not get the recognition it deserves. Well, we should. Is it still up? Also, what about that guy? Remember that guy? What was that guy's name? Tom. And he was so much better than Mark Zuckerberg. Fuck Mark. Tom was so much no, cooler. No, not fuck Mark. Because Mark <laughs> does a lot of shit for us. <laughs> I love Mark. <laughs> okay, so she may have had a MySpace, but they don't mention that anywhere here. They only mention Facebook. And um, she's like updating folks very regularly on her pregnancy. Like they even had one of those trackers on Facebook. I'm sure they still do like the what to expect tracker did you use that app where like it tells you the size and like like it would be this fruit or that vegetable like the baby so she's updating people and that would have been so handy to have back in my pregnancy was before the the only internet we had was there oh yeah dial up (laughs) get in a chat room so i actually had to read the book what to expect (laughs) Yeah. yeah um so one day, Kathy explains to Jamie that a friend of hers owns one of those like kids clothing stores and she's going out of business and everything is going to be for sale for dirt cheap. Now, let me just tell you this scenario to you, especially Jackie, how does that make you feel? Someone has told you that a store is going out of business and you can get the clothes for dirt cheap. I love there's nothing I love more than a good sale. There's nothing that gets you more excited than a deal. And I think it's biological. I think it's the hunter-gatherer instinct in us because it's a treasure. You're going to find a treasure. So she explains, Kathy explains, I'll come pick you up and we'll go to the store and we'll pick out some, you know, like we'll be able to score a whole lot of stuff for the new baby. And you all already know that she's doesn't have a lot of money. 
Like it's very tight. They're making ends meet. So this is a big deal. So Kathy come and picks up Jamie's mom first and takes her to an appointment at the social security office, which like how long is an appointment at this hours, days? Like she knows she's going to be gone for a long time. So she drops off Jamie's mom and then she goes back to get Jamie. And when Jamie's mom leaves for the social security office, that is the last time that she sees her daughter alive. She gets out of the appointment. Jenny's not there. Excuse me. Jenny's the mom. Kathy's not there. Kathy texts her and says, guess what? I'm in labor. I'm giving birth right now. I can't come get you. I already know what's going to happen. Which can you imagine giving, being, going to the hospital to give birth and being like, you know what? Let me text that lady. I was supposed to give a ride back from the, I mean, you would, you would have, it wouldn't work like that. So, you know, immediately like that's for lots of bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. Where's Jamie? So, um, that's what Kathy asks. Obviously. God, sorry. That's what Jenny asks. Jenny is like, where's my baby where's Jamie and she's like I dropped her off at the house and she's like whose house our house she's like yes your house she's like all right so she calls her brother gets a ride home the door's locked she's like banging on the door and she's like where is my daughter no one's answering she's calling her phone over and over again there's no answer she's freaking out because like there's nowhere for her to have gone it doesn't make sense it's totally out of character she finally gets into the hide the house there's no note she does she call the police not yet so now i'm going to tell you a little bit about kathy coy the woman who showed up on facebook kathy coy was born from my understanding with the name kathy graham daniels she then at some point got married and became kathy her middle name's michelle kathy michelle harden she gets divorced and remarried and her name is kathy michelle coy that is her current name and that's the name when they meet her kathy coy Kathy Coy, like I said, is from Morgantown. I I can find very little information about her aside from the fact she's from Morgantown, which is part of why I think Morgantown is such a bummer because she's from there. But um, we know that when she, we know that when she was younger and still to this day, she has, um, I think, a, a disability related to hearing. And we know that because it's referenced by a peer of hers and she's wearing um headphones in court later so we have a sense that like she has a hearing need and the peer that's interviewed this person that kind of knows her even says something like she was teased when she was younger because of this disability and um later on she goes on to talk about her just sort of being off like when she's older has she ever committed any type of violent, violent crime? She's definitely, con- yes. And I can't recall what all the crimes are. Nothing to the extent of what you're going to hear about. But big shout out to, we do have a professional legal researcher as well who helped me look up her um, background. She's, I was trying to get more information just about Kinda. her as a person. And... Um, I wasn't able to, but what I did find was that she had been convicted of past crimes. Thought like assault. Yes. But assault can be like not a big deal, right? It depends. Yeah. So there's assault. I can 
stab you and you can live and it can be assault. <laughs> Is that a take my pen, jump across the table. I mean good luck. Stab the shit out of you. So she she may have tried to stab her former husband actually. I think she may have tried to stab her former husband. I should double check on that. But she leaves the husband, he survives. She has two teenage children in 2011 around teenage children she asks both of them to help her with a so she has two she has two children that's it that's something i was wondering isn't that surprising i'm getting the sense what's happened to jamie what's happened to jamie go ahead well hold on so kathy coy has two teenage children and at some point, she asked each of them to help her kill someone. And the teenagers are like, no, thank you. Like, definitely not. Um, but obviously, they did not think she was serious, I think, by all accounts. I mean, we don't know a lot about her family. And I think that's good because, like, my God, the trauma that they've endured. So she is pregnant, allegedly. At the same time, she's she, not pregnant. She's told she? her daughter that she had a miscarriage. I'm skeptical that she was pregnant at all. And let me tell you something. Have y'all ever known anyone that's faked a pregnancy? Yeah, no. I have. Okay. Like up up till not uh, like oh, I'm pregnant. Like psych. no. Like, put a pillow or whatever. No. Prosthetic. Like, she didn't wear a prosthetic, and I don't have confirmation that she was faking this pregnancy, so I won't say a name. <laughs> but, like, it culminated, like, she, she she went through it till the end and basically said, like, I think this person has serious mental disorders. Like to, It's like the opposite of what you talked about last time. When someone's denying a pregnancy, the opposite of that, like, manufacturing a pregnancy in your brain... Like, what type of, you know, like, illness are you dealing with where you're able to to pull that off? I don't know. So, anyway, she said that she had miscarried. That's what she had told her daughter. And so, now, we're come back today. She's just texted Jamie's mom to say that she's given birth. So, Kathy Coy, that same day, shows up at a friend of hers house with a newborn baby get like we'll have a trigger warning at the top but like here's additional trigger warning where you're gonna want to like you should step away or like fast forward a couple seconds if this is upsetting because it's upsetting so she shows up with a newborn baby our podcast is about upsetting stuff i know getting murdered yeah get murdered yeah so she shows up with a newborn baby at her friend's house at her friend's house and asked the friend to take a photo of her and the baby to send to her husband, Shannon. And there's some allegations that she was using this faux pregnancy to try to keep her husband. This was all, this was all her plan. This was her plan from jump. So. It was all very, very um, premeditated. Yeah, there you go. So her friend takes the photo of her and the newborn baby and then calls 911 because she's like, obviously this is not okay. You can't show up having birthed a baby on your own. 911 gets there. The baby who is alive 
baby Isaiah is alive and okay is still attached to like very important organs that a person could not live without. And so the police are immediately, that's why I did the tr double trigger warning. The police are immediately like, you, this isn't your baby. They take her to the hospital. The hospital's like, there's no evidence of giving birth. Obviously you have the organs, you have a uterus. So like, this isn't yours. The police are questioning her and she's like, give me my baby. This is my baby. And the police are like, this is not your baby. Where did you get the baby from? She's like, uh, finally, she says, I got it from this person, Ashley. I bought it for, for $500. I bought the baby for $500. And the police are again like, absolutely not. You need to tell us. And I have to as much, sorry, as much like criticism, obviously, I have of the institution of law enforcement. I really believe that these law enforcement officers took this very seriously because they immediately went to Kathy Coy's home and started looking for any sort of evidence about where she would have gotten this baby from. They find her Facebook. Guess what? She had befriended other Facebook friends that were pregnant. She had targeted other pregnant people. So they tracked down those pregnant people. They're still alive. Or might have been one person. I think it was two other people. And then they get to the last one. And they go to... Jamie. Yeah. They go to Jenny Stice. They go to Jenny and Mike's home. And they have to say, well, Jamie's the daughter. She lives with her mom, Jenny. So they go to Jenny's home. And she's like, oh, I was just about to call you. I'm like panicking I can't find my daughter and they have to be the ones to say like we we have your grandbabies alive and at the hospital we think you know I don't know what they actually said so Kathy I don't think I have to give you too many details kidnapped and killed Jamie she used a stun gun to incapacitate her and then she killed her and they, uh, she eventually confesses to it. Where, where was Jamie? Where did she do this? Um, her, she was found, her remains were found in Oakland, Kentucky, which I think is about 30 miles was from Bowling outside? Green. Did mm -hmm. she do this outside? I don't know where it was done, but it was, she was found outside. And Kathy Coy told the police where to find her. Cause she eventually said, you're right. Like I'm Ashley. I'm the person that took the baby. And this is where, and actually one of the reports said that the police officer said, you're Ashley. And in this story, which who knows if it's accurate, said that she like looked up and smiled and said like, yeah, I'm Ashley. And like, she was obviously charged um, with a number of crimes, right. including murder, but she took a plea deal so that she wouldn't not I don't know what her motivation is obviously but she took a plea deal which made her ineligible um they took the death penalty off the table because otherwise that could have been a death um penalty crime so she pled guilty but mentally ill and she is currently incarcerated in Kentucky and baby Isaiah survived um, and they, uh, Jamie had picked out the name Isaiah. It had significant meaning for her. So he survived. And um, there's actually a beautiful, I'll share all of the links, but her mom wrote like a beautiful account of the story. Now, I mean, it's a tragic story, 
but it was beautiful in the sense that you could really see the love between Jamie and her mom. And, and her mom even talked about when Jamie told her she was pregnant, she could have been upset. She could have been disappointed because she was so young and they weren't going through such a hard time. But she said, you know, like your decision is your decision. I love you. I'm here to support you. And you could really feel this love between them. And so I do think that, um, as a as it relates to sort of our podcast and like what what caused this like who's responsible I'm, I'm digging for compassion it's hard but i do think that like the biggest theme was poverty and vul- people being vulnerable because they were poor because they didn't have the resources and that they needed Kathy taking advantage of that vulnerability yeah you know that and then the fact that the fact that Kathy had two children existing you know it's just isn't that the strangest part yeah can't you kind of understand it more if she didn't have it but you're like you have kids to love right you have children like this is all manipulation and yeah I'm trying I'm digging for it and the thing is we don't have a lot of information about Kathy Coy like I tried to find I used her like both of her names obviously like I'm not it's not like I have the skills of like a private investigator or something but i did find her facebook page and we have we don't have any mutual friends but we have a bunch of friends that are she has a bunch of friends that i have mutual friends with like a whole bunch i sent you a screenshot of one because i was like some of them are our mutual friends Mm um and i kind of knew some of the people like just from going to school. Oh, and that's the other thing I want to mention. Lastly, is Jamie had been looking at WKU to go to school while she was pregnant. She wanted to go to school to be a social worker. And mm-hmm. so she had like dreams and um, it's a real tragedy for the state of Kentucky. Of course. Of course. So speaking of tragedies. So I've got a tragedy also in Kentucky and it's, from my hometown in Ashland. Well, the folks are from my hometown, but where it happened, it was outside. It didn't happen in Ashland. So, in the two people in this story are Cody Patrick and Isaiah Gideon. And they're young folks. My kids know them oh they were in high school um in the area and and so and there's not a lot of information out here about it because this is a little more what happened with them is a little more common than what okay sorry to interrupt but I think that's like an issue that I'm coming into with this podcast generally is the cases that I want to look at aren't the really high profile cases where there's a ton of information because like for the most part it's like I don't know it's like because most murders are are pretty there's like common anyways keep going but it's it's an issue yeah because this is not this is something that happens a lot so both of them are from the Ashland area, the Boyd County area. So Cody, she's 24 years old and she is an athlete and so is Isaiah. Isaiah is 22. He's a couple years younger than Cody. And they grew up 
went to, Isaiah went to the same high school as my kids, you know, grew up in the same area, same town, all of, we, not much difference in how they were raised. And they lived, they lived on Carter Avenue. Oh my God. Carter Avenue is the street that I lived on that I was, you know, when I was in high school, I lived on Carter Avenue. Oh my God. So, oh, so interesting. So, well, to give you kind of, Cody and Isaiah have a very volatile relationship. Cody is pregnant and they have, there's a lot of interpersonal violence going on, domestic violence, what we traditionally know this as. So, Cody ends up in February, in February of the year that this happens, which is, I think this happens in 2017, but she ends up getting an emergency protection order against Isaiah. And she's getting this protection order because he has, he shoved her. What was, what was on the EPO was that he shoved her to the ground after he went through her phone while she's oh in the shower. Oh my God. And once she put her clothes on, he choked her, slapped her across the face. And this was all in their Carter Avenue home. Oh my God. You know, so it's, this stuff isn't new. Yeah. And she's pregnant at this time. You know, so she gets the... Do you know how far along she is at that point? I don't. That's okay. I don't know. So she gets the emergency protection order. And by March, on February the 28th, by March 5th, it's already dropped. Yeah. Like she, she pulled it or... She didn't attend the next up. hearing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is really common, I think. Yep. She didn't attend the next hearing. So... As you can see, this is a common theme of things that are going on with them. Well, the next thing, the next bit of evidence that we have is in by April, these two are found in a motel. And they're, they've driven to Hartsville, South Carolina. And this is a really sleepy small town in South Carolina. They live in Ashland. No one can figure out why they are in. It's not even like they're at the beach. They're like in the middle of South Carolina at this landmark inn, a motel in this random town in South Carolina. Oh, my God. It makes no sense. And what happens in the hotel or the motel is that Isaiah ends uh, it's a murder suicide yeah, before you even said that obviously that's yeah yeah and Isaiah killed Cody and then kills himself and this stuff is this is a this happens on a regular basis to pregnant people so I started looking up some of the statistics first of all there were several incidences of this happening in Ashland with pregnant people who and their partners mm -hmm. this isn't even a this isn't even an isolated incident this is a, this happens and some of the st statistics around domestic violence and and pregnancy are 
domestic violence kills more pregnant people each year than any other cause. Yeah. Like this is something nearly 20%, 20% of pregnant people experience violence during pregnancy. My God, 20%. 20%. With pregnant adolescents and women with unintended pregnancies are at increased risk. Of course, yeah. So if you, you're in that situation and you're not trying to have a baby, like it's just something that happens, you're at even higher risk than folks who are planning the pregnancy, preparing for it. So it's becoming more and more dangerous you know it's endemic in the united states with nearly one in three women experiencing one in three one in three women will experience this type of violence over your lifetime domestic violence domestic violence. yeah i mean yeah we see it in that, like and, and it it kind of, well one thing we had talked about doing not to interrupt again, no go ahead but one thing we had talked about doing is this week is the the same week as the school shooting at is it uvalde mm-hmm. uvalde and then of course it's been a week and a half since the shooting at the grocery store in buffalo like what is our culture like we it's easier to think about how patriarchy hurts women in some ways and like obviously that's the perspective we're coming from but like what is it that patriarchy is doing to men like what is it that it's doing to men that their only response is violence like that the only acceptable emotion for them to have is rage and anger when they don't feel like they have control over the situation and so in this example like you said it's not there's not a lot of information because it probably wasn't on the front page of the newspaper because it's not that big of a deal because because this is something that's so common so often and this this type of violence affects people's lives in so many short-term ways and long-term oh my God, ways yeah this is something current or former intimate partners kill on average three women every day every single day and those who survive you survive this relationship you have wide range of like the physical and mental problems and most likely you're going to get in another fucking relationship where it's going to happen again oh god that's depressing and you know this was i have been in situations where things like this have happened before and it affects it affects so much like i remember me and you going on a hike before and i was telling kate and I meant it with everything in me. You know, when I got married to Zach, I'm preparing myself. Like, if something goes down, let me size him up. I think I can take him. Like, if I, <laughs> yeah. if I, if shit goes left I, and I have to fight this motherfucker, you know, I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. Because you never know. Yeah. You never know what someone is capable of when they, when things don't go the way that it's planned. Yeah. You know, everyone's, everything is great on the first date. Everything is great when you're all happy and we're moving in and, you know, sex is great. You love me. Yeah. You know, we've got money. Well, you take one good tragedy. You know, somebody loses their job. Like, stress levels get very high. Somebody's pregnant. 
how the hell are we going to pay the bills? You know, and that those type of stressful situations can turn violent so quickly. Yeah. So quickly, you know, and I remember once me and uh, my baby daddy I'm, <laughs> I'm not even going to use another word yeah. <laughs> we were fighting you know and we were we had that type of situation where we were constantly it was mutual yeah you know we were young people we were in a stressful situation with no money and we're outside we're in frankfurt because we both go to kentucky state and we have small kids we're in this parking lot of this um chinese restaurant and we're going back and forth and back and forth at each other. And it's the 90s. And I have on, you know, how the clothes we wore. You remember Tell those me. black pants with bell bottoms that were kind of made of maybe polyester? I don't okay, know. Okay. They they're of. like culottes? Kind of. They were I like had wide them, leg. They were wide leg. Yeah. And I had like my leprechaun boots with it. <laughs> What's a leprechaun? You know what I'm talking boot? about? They were chunky yep, shoes. Which is popular again. And then when I look in the picture, though, they kind of look like what. Combat. a leprechaun would wear yeah but i had it it was with my outfit yeah and then i had like a halter top like how did we think that shit was cute i do like halter tops still but and the music that i imagine playing is like cranberries next. you know what you remember that song wifey no, no we would we Keep went to going. k-state what was wifey? you're my wifey made my life complete sweet Mm-hmm. Puff Daddy and the it. family, you know, like we listen to. Sure, I know Puff Daddy, P okay. Diddy, Cranberries. Get yeah. the fuck out I of mean, here. Cranberries would okay, have been playing anyway. <laughs> anyway, so we're listening to this music. You know, it's playing in the retelling of my story, mm-hmm. but and we're arguing back and forth, and I have my real cute outfit on. I'll never forget. And we had a Camry. And he's trying to leave. And I don't want him to leave. Oh, no. So I'm like, no, you're not leaving. You know, we're going to finish this argument. And so I'm holding on to oh, the no. car door. Yeah. And he's like, I'm leaving. Oh, no. I was like, no, you're not. Did he shut the car door? He's in the car with the door shut. And I'm holding on to it. And he starts backing up like oh, a little bit. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. He starts backing up more. And the parking lot is gravel. So um, my, you know, like he's backing up. My legs are dragging. I refuse, refuse to let go. So like the bottom of my black, cute, slicky pants are getting all, it's getting all messed up. And I'm looking, and he's going backing up just a little bit. And I'm not letting go. And he's pulling up a little bit, trying to get me to let go. But I'm... I re- I'm so stubborn. Like, I refuse. Like, I refuse. I don't care what. I'll stand here naked. You know, I'm not letting go. Well, eventually the police come. Yeah. You know, because you can't really do Somebody's that. Somebody's calling from uh, yes. the, inside the restaurant. Yes. Someone's yeah. calling the police. And the police get there. And we're so used to that. You know, we're both like, oh, there's no problem. Yeah. You know, don't arrest him. Don't arrest me. This is, we're just playing a game. Yeah. You know, and we go back to that ridiculousness. And we lived for years that way you yeah. know of just throwing each other stuff out well, the window i mean punching and f- it was 
it was awful. And I think that is like the whole idea behind this podcast is so much of true crime podcasts, which like we're huge fans of focus on the wrongs of an individual. And I think we feel very strongly that all of us are one bad day away from doing something really fucked up. We all And are. most of the situations that you're describing or the situations that you're describing. I mean, you were how old were you? Oh, shit. 19. And how many kids did you have at that point? Two. So what the fuck else are you supposed to do? You can't, you have no control over your life. You have no control over your life. And that's the whole point and why I've been calling this a true crime podcast for the post-Row era is when you force, this country doesn't even provide the necessities for people to be able to meet their very basic needs. And we're 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 not we're special in that way like when you look at other countries that have lower rates of crime and have lower rates of violent crime in particular like there are huge social safety nets that protect people so that you don't find yourself in a situation i mean there are obviously the government isn't there to we're not going to fix every problem but if you have your situations there's no more situations where when someone when a politician or a legislator is presented with new evidence that will show that is showing you what you're doing yeah. does not work right that's irrelevant yeah they don't that's care. irrelevant yeah. we're not basing what we do on facts or what should be done and what shouldn't be done it's all on partisan politics or just emotion and shame and judgment and that is so so goddamn upsetting and then when you have real issues and real problems like this, intimate partner violence is a fucking issue. It's a fucking issue. And just continuing to lock people up is not fixing it. It's not stopping it from happening. It exasperates it. Exactly. Thank you for listening to our podcast. The views expressed are strictly our own and not that of anyone else, including our employer or anyone who employs us. We hope that this pod sheds light on issues that perpetrate a culture of violence towards women, trans people, people of color, and black people, and other people that are oppressed and experience oppression. In an effort to make the post-Row world a safer and more rad place for everyone. Or almost everyone, most everyone.